Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 54th episode, and today we'll be discussing the consequences of prosecuting fraud in New York, and that the porn industry isn't good for anyone. So we're going to jump right into this. Uh, if you've heard the news about the Donald, uh, Mr. Trump, former president, he's been found guilty of uh, civil fraud in New York, uh, over $350 million. Uh, the AG... Uh, of New York is saying that if he doesn't pay, he's uh, challenging the appeal of this, of course, and I think the judge is saying that he you know, can't delay it or whatever. He's going to have to pay, and if he doesn't pay, uh, the attorney general is prepared to seize all of his properties and sell it for that amount of money, even though he lied to the bank saying it wasn't worth, by, by saying it was worth that amount of money when it wasn't, and there's apparently no uh, victim of fraud, but the fraud has been committed. This is very clearly a con uh, result of the massive hate boner that the establishment leftists or the establishment politicians have for Donald Trump and using basically anything they can to prosecute the man to get rid of him and that's why this whole case existed in the first place and that's why it's going to you know stuff like this is going to continue to happen to trump uh and anyone who aligns themselves even slightly with trump or basically aligns themselves against the uh the establishment the globalists uh as i as i do like to say and the whole you know thing is just ridiculous to me uh, in terms of just them acting like this is a win for uh, the rule of law or democracy. I mean, Kathy Holtzel gave this ridiculous speech saying, well, no man is above the law except for the illegal immigrants that can uh, beat cops on video and then get posted, uh, that get released on bail and flip off the camera. Or uh, all the migrants who are going to come to New York City and get taxpayer money. Uh, they can break those laws and be above the law. But uh, Donald Trump can't. That's really the whole thing. If you're trying to be a law-abiding citizen and live in a moral, legitimate way, uh, they're going to throw the book at you if you have um, anything to say or do against the state. Uh, and they'll let criminals um, run scot-free. Scot they'll let... Uh, you know, people engage in this degenerate behavior if they toe the line or they're high enough on the progressive stack or, or ba basically um, anything that allows them to uh, enable the destruction of society so they can uh, use that destruction of society to enrich themselves. And of course, you've got people, I think someone like Kathy Coulter is basically just a plant who's just um, pushing the agenda forward. Uh, and doesn't really have much of a say in it. And of course, I think she's happy with it being one of these like really catty old women that just loves to wag your finger in your face and tell you what to do and how to live your life. So I I'm sure she gets off on uh, doing all this crap, which which uh, <laughs> one of the many reasons why I'm going to get the hell out of New York. But the other thing with this whole thing is that, well, if something like this can happen, you know, to Trump, then everyone uh, is going to be everyone who's got any sort of assets uh, and can do business in New York is choosing to not do business in New York anymore. I think Remington is moving to Georgia and they've been like, I think it's been literally centuries. They've been manufacturing guns in New York and they're moving to Georgia. And, and this is a whole wave of business owners saying, well, 
after this, I, I can't trust the state of New York to deal with me in any sort of impartial or unbiased way. So I'm just going to move to a state that isn't going to do shit like this. And you're going to see uh, even more of an exodus of New York of all the people who have the ability to be productive, to do anything meaningful with their lives. They're going to leave. So, you know, it's coming from the um, business owners that have wealth and power and influence and want to um, <laughs> maintain that. And then I have to give it to the state ran by these um, harpies that have uh, no intention of being um, uh, unbi- as unbiased um, enforcers of um, fair common law. They just want to use uh, the state vindictively to enrich themselves and their cronies. And they're going to move to, you know, Florida and Texas and, uh, you know, you know, New Hampshire uh, the, you know, you know, how even South, even South, places like, like South Dakota or North Dakota or hell, even <laughs> out of the United States entirely. Uh, it's just not going to be in New York because New York is going to prove proven itself. The state of New York has proven itself to be, um, not a state you want to have, uh, give any sort of influence, um, over your your life, your business, or anything like that. So that's, you know, the business side. And again, this is more proof for anyone who's Republican um, on top of the ridiculous cost of living. The fact that, you know, when the COVID 2.0 comes around, they're going to be all in on the lockdowns and all these sorts of things. So it's just another nail in the coffin for anyone with any sort of sense or logic to get out while the getting is good with New York. And that's my plan, being someone who's in New York. I'm definitely <laughs> looking to get out very soon. I got some stuff tying me down, personal stuff. But when, you know, I can get the hell out of Dodge, that's what I am planning on doing. Uh, but I think I've gabbed enough about that topic. I could go on about how much I hate this great state of New York all day or or its government. Um, there's, you know, the, the people of New York, uh, the geographical area that is New York, I, I actually am quite fond of. Uh, but the state of New York, the, the government, ugh, disgusting. But stuck with me for that rant. Thank you. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we're gonna move into the next topic. Uh the porn industry not being good for anyone. Now, you know, I've talked about this, talked about you know being a porn addict, having watched it since I was fourteen, that being a profound negative in my life and the negatives of these sorts of things. And we have a porn star, Cagney Lynn Carter, who very unfortunately at the age of forty six committed suicide. And apparently she committed suicide um, by shotgunning herself in the face. You know, a Kurt Cobain-style suicide. Again, I'm not sure if that was, if, if that's how it happened. Uh, it's, I, I saw that from TMZ. People are running with it. People are making jokes about this sort of thing. You know, really degrading her, degrading her. You know, saying oh, she had it coming. All these sorts of things. But fundamentally, I want to talk about how... The porn industry is not good for anybody. It's very harmful to the producers and the consumers of the content. I mean, you can look into how porn affects your brain, how it's very detrimental to your ability to form um, healthy sexual relationships, uh, be able to conceptualize sexual boundaries, to um, be able to um, experience like proper arousal with uh, with an actual partner. When you're just, you know, sitting in front of the computer, just frying your brain out to whatever ridiculous crap the, the hub is going to spit at you. And the fact that, you know, there's this whole psyop of trying to push transgenderism and homosexuality onto, uh, that, you know, as many people as possible, including children. Um, 
but there's that whole thing. But on the uh, the producer side, you have people like Hackney Lynn Carter, who was actively on OnlyFans. She was doing these live streams. She was having sex with random men, or that's what she was uh, going through on her uh, Twitter account, saying. And when you live in that sort of degenerate lifestyle, when you're being sexually um, immoral, or you're when you're you're just transacting the most intimate act you can commit with another human being, that you know, being the act of having sex, uh, that degrades your um, self, and that degradation reflects on every aspect of your life, and it's something that a lot of people can't take. That's why um, they're all on drugs. They're all. Um, you know, partying and doing all these sorts of things is try and get away from this thing that gnaws at their soul that they're doing these sorts of things. And a lot of these, you know, these girls, these women that get into the porn industry, you know, they get trafficked into it and then they get basically um, gaslit and blackmailed into liking it, quote unquote, and keep doing it. Um, or, you know, they're the ones that just basically get groomed into it or they just start doing it and then there's no turning back. And then you're just living this degenerate lifestyle where you're just trying to um, dopamine hit yourself through um, your life. And that's not good enough for a lot of people. Um, that's why, you know, these sort of suicides uh, happen. Why you have these drug doses happening. Because you're trying to escape from, you know, the fact that you know that what you're doing isn't good for you. And it's not good for the broader society. But fundamentally, on the individual level, I think Cagney knew what she was doing wasn't good for her wasn't going to imbue her with a good life. She wasn't going to have a legacy to pass. She wasn't going to have a family where she could build a legacy and pass that on and be, um, you know, doing something that was foundationally good for society. She was just um, selling her body so random men could get their rocks off, um, you know, watching her have sex with men or watching her uh, masturbate on camera or all these sorts of things. And again, if you want to do these sorts of things, me being an anarcho-capitalist, capitalist, uh, I am quote-unquote fine with doing these sorts of things, but I'm not going to encourage it. I'm definitely not going to be going on OnlyFans and signing up for anybody's crap or giving people money to do these sorts of things or saying, hey, you should watch you know, porn, you should be masturbating if you get horny and you've got no other release. I, I do think if you have that energy and you don't have the ability to have a sexual relationship with a committed healthy partner you should channel that energy into other things and that's definitely what i try to do you know that's why i write that's why i do this podcast that's why i go to the gym um early in the mornings because i have this energy and i have this drive to do this sort of thing but i don't have anybody in my life that would actually want to placate those feelings and i don't think any anybody that i would want to um do anything with me and i'm okay with that uh but i i have this energy i have this desire and i, I can you know a lot of the time, channel it into healthier things. Although, it's not always possible. You slip and you stumble, and that's all okay. But the, the whole point, to, to bring it back to um, you know Carter, is that she knew she was using her sexuality in a very um, destructive and unhealthy way. And she felt that. Whether I you know that was something that was actively in her mind or subconscious, and like I said, gnawing at her. And that's, I would say, one of the things that drove her to doing what she did, which is very unfortunate. And I'm not going to be the one to say, oh, she got what was coming to her, or this is a good thing, or society is better. No, this is a bad thing. Because she could have realized what she does, what it was doing was wrong, stopped doing it, uh, encouraged other young women to not get into the industry, and she could have um, lived a productive, healthy life. But now, you know, that's not possible. We, we've lost some human potential um, in her because she, you know, unfortunately 
had some sort of um, issue, this pain that she was feeling, and the solution to her at the time was suicide, which is, again, a very unfortunate thing, and I got a bit of a broken record, but I don't, um, you know, think that we should revel in um, the misfortune of others, uh, generally. Uh, I'm not really one for celebrating the death of people unless they do something, you know, e- even the people who do stuff that's extremely egregious, you know. Um, I'm not really for celebrating their deaths full stop. Of course, there are other people that'll say it's a good thing or, or you know, you know, you're talking about like war criminals and rapists and pedophiles. I'm not really going to be like, well, it's a bad thing that they died. Uh, but... Um, you know, to put, like, Cagney Lynn Carter, um, doing porn on the same level of those people is fundamentally ridiculous. She was just someone who was navigating the, um, confusing degenerate culture that we live in. This is how she felt the need to do it, and she could not deal with, um, all the blowbacks that come with being in the porn industry and then come with being, um, a person that lives that type sort of lifestyle, and she she took her own life. And this she isn't the first uh, porn star to have uh, killed herself. There was another one years ago, August Ames, and this was more um, something that was um, brought about um, externally, in that she August Ames refused to do a scene with a bisexual man. I believe he didn't want to get a test for HIV. You know, saying oh, it's homophobic, whatever. So she's like, well, I'm not going to do the scene. And of course, people were harassing her, saying, you know, she hates the gays and all, all that sort of stuff. So she got dogpiled, and then she took her own life. Now, I, I don't think that's because directly of the dogpiling, but that was just exacerbating the issue. Right, so this is, this happens where if you're a porn star, you're in that industry, you are not living a stable lifestyle. You are around people who are trafficking women, who are probably, I say, most likely uh, making co- content for pedophiles, who are um, abusing uh, and physically um, denigrating um, women to make this content. There is no respect for um, human decency in the porn industry when you get deep into it. It's a very shady industry, and, and people think there is a separation between, like, the legitimate legal porn where everyone gets STD tests and it's very sterile and everyone is going to be nice to you and the human trafficking that's filmed and put onto Pornhub. They're very intertwined. And <laughs> they are very intertwined, and when you go and you support... Pornhub and, and um, all the sites that MindGeeks ha- has, you are supporting that aspect of the industry. Girls Do Porn was on the front page of Pornhub, and they had this class action um, suit. I'm not cl- class action, but like FBI criminal charges between dozens of girls that were um, traffic um, into doing porn because it was always like you have to get um, new girls, you have to flood the content because there's just such a th- demand for it that it becomes profitable and feasible to engage in human trafficking, rape women, uh, and then film film it, and then sell those films to um, people who either don't know it's non-consensual or know that it's non-consensual. And because of the complete abolition of sexual boundaries um, from the porn industry and the fact that we've got this dehumanization and that we've made um, sex, sex and sexuality so transactional that there are people who know that you know these are basically um, rape videos and, and they like that they they get turned on by that and that's really what you're dealing with and the fact that of the matter is that if you're 
supporting this industry, you know, especially, you know, as a producer, because you, you'll have these only fan girls that will, you know, see stuff like this, see men treat porn stars like this, uh, and be like, well, if, you know, any of you had women in your life or you would respect women and all, all these sorts of things. And, you know, this is sexist, this is misogynistic. You're contributing to men being like this, because if you're, um, you know, <laughs> a while, one of these only dudes, you're scrolling through girls on Tinder and Hinge and all the other dating apps and watching porn and talking to OnlyFans girls. Are you going to see women as anything other than sex objects? Is the financial incentive there um, to encourage you to not view women as sex objects? Of course it's not. The, the financial incentive is for you to be as addicted to porn as possible, to view sexuality as transactional as possible. So you make as many transactions as possible. So they make as much money off the transactions as possible. And that's where the financial aspect comes into it. And that's where you can get conspiratorial with it saying that, you know, it's this group or, or the Jews who are all, um, you know, making porn so, so that way yeah, we can destroy society and turn everyone gay. How true is that? I don't know. But there is a financial incentive and that does come with the fact that you have these bad nefarious actors who are using the porn industry to um, destroy society and make money off of it while doing so. Which comes from the whole general thing of there is a class of people that are actively destroying society and in the act of destroying society are using that to gather um, you know, power, influence, money for themselves. Uh, and I, I think with that, I have gabbed on long enough. Again, um, uh, thank you for listening to this, sticking through um, with this for me. And this is just a very unfortunate thing. Uh, I'm not sure if I said my thoughts as well as I wanted to, uh, but hopefully you enjoyed this one and we're heading into the outro now. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe whether you're listening on YouTube Rumble, Odyssey, or Substack, and be sure to subscribe to my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com, to keep up with Machine to Man and all my other projects.